0: Well hey there listeners, I'm so excited that you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Sharp Family Show. Just a quick intro to tell you a little bit more about this episode. This is a conversation with Terry and I, and I'm not going to lie you guys, this one felt really vulnerable to record on, but I have been doing a ton of work over the last really year. To lean in to those opportunities to step into vulnerability and have discussions and conversations, even when the subject matter feels air quotes hard, hard is actually a word that I have completely taken out of my language for the most part 98%. um, Because life is just a journey, things don't have to be hard. And at the same time, there are situations where you do feel scared to talk to somebody about something or you do feel scared about putting a message out there that you feel might get some opposition or whatever it may be. So today... I am leaning into that, I am embracing that, I am doing my best over here in my little corner of the world to listen to God's small still voice as he whispers things to me or he puts things on my heart or provides divine guidance for me because I just feel like today's podcast episode, the topic that Terry and I are discussing, which is how to have a humble servant's heart as a parent. It really is one that so many of you need to hear because you're not necessarily getting this message in your church community or in your, you know, extended family, wherever it may be. You may be getting a completely different message and it's causing confusion in your life. So when Terry and I had this talk today, we really had an intention to bring clarity and comfort to you, that you are not alone if your heart opens when you hear about raising children with compassion and grace and patience and connection and kindness and unconditional love and all those things, and then you head out into the world, maybe it's in your church or, like I said, from your mother-in-law or your neighbor, where you get a much different message that in order to raise kind, respectful, loving good human beings, especially human beings that respect and honor God, that you have to have a heavy hand and you have to rely on things like instant obedience or using fear and force and having it be justified by scripture. And when you hear those things, it just creates like actual constriction in your heart and you just end up feeling confused and hopeless. And I do not want you to stay there because that is not where God is calling you to live as parents or human beings. So I love you all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Shoot me an email, wendy at freshstartfamilyonline.com, or shoot me um, a DM over on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts after you listen. And I hope this podcast episode today encourages and blesses you deeply. Well, hey there. I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show we're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there listeners and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Shirt Family Show. Terry and I are excited to be here with you guys today and we have a message from our heart to yours. Today we want to talk to you about how we can embrace having a humble servant heart and mindset as parents.
1: Yes, and this is um this is a message that that part was, you know, brought into Our life and our world recently, and we just want to reflect on what it what it means to us, and what an opportunity to uh, to talk to you guys today about it.
0: Yes, yes, such a and we're so humbled and honored that you're here, that you're listening, and thank you for your huge hearts. So let me set this up for you. Um, Today's conversation, you know, there's going to be a lot. Of conversation around our faith. So, Terry and I, um, we're both um, strong believers in Christ and we are Christians and um, we love our faith. (laughs) And sometimes we hear messages that feel like they're very contradictory to what we actually believe as followers of Jesus. So, this conversation is going to be good for anybody. Is going to be good for everybody. Whether you are a family of Christian faith or not, this is what I want to encourage you with. If you are a family of Christian faith, we're going to have a really great open conversation today. Again, we are going to share our thoughts and observations with you and invite you into the discussion. And again, as our pastor at our church um, always says, I love this phrase, it's it's our humble opinion, and our opinion means nothing. <laughs> we're just we're just two human parents. Um, you know, we're just we're just people, just like everybody else. And and we have some thoughts, and we have some observations, and we have some um, invitations for you to contribute to this conversation today. But um, so I think you'll really enjoy it if you're a family of Christian faith. Um, we're gonna talk about some scripture, and we're gonna um, really look at some. Some core beliefs that we have as believers in Jesus. Now, if you're not a family Christian faith, I think you're going to love this episode too, because you're going to get a glimpse of what families of faith actually do believe. And I think when you're when you're not a family of faith, um, even if you've ever thought about like, ah, oh, what is church all about? Or I've got friends who go to church and invite me to to get to know Jesus, and sometimes I'm scared away because the Christian church seems a little hypocritical or, um, you know, if there's aspects of it that scare you away, like, I we, I hope that today's conversation gives you a better idea of what we believe true Christianity looks like as you're raising human little souls, as you're living your life, as you are trying to be um, someone who has a humble servant mindset, who is um, really trying to honor the Lord in all that we do. So does that make sense, Terry? It,
1: it does. Well, and I'll just point out, too, you know, Wendy and I's, um, faith is very centered around Jesus as who he was and, and is as, um, you know, his character, what he stood for, what he said, who he hung out with, what he chose to, to do Mm -hmm. while he was here, the messages, um, that he left us with. And I'm just gonna, you know, just let you guys know, like, we're, we're not stereotypical Christians. So when yeah. you know Wendy introduces us as all those types of things, while we are very um, Christ-centered, we find ourselves in a world to where there are so many people that are Christians but have so many different beliefs, practices, um, traditions, things that they've normalized or things that they've justified. So... Again, believer or not, you probably have a preconceived notion of what all of these things mean or what that might mean in the family unit, but we're here today to break it down a little bit, just yeah. to say what our experience, our thoughts, and our feelings are.
0: Yes, and I always like to like unify us before we have conversations like this, because you're going to hear us call, I should say, you're going to hear us bring light To areas where we feel like there may be blind spots in the Christian church. um, And that is not to call people out or make people wrong. That is simply to be able to actually have conversations around hard things and look at what's been done in the past and be able to move forward to be able to be unified. Because, you know, if you are a believer, like we are unified, we have so much in common. And There are all different types of believers, right? So we just want to share with you that you can be a believer and you can be a follower of Jesus and not have to do a lot of the stuff that's been glorified in the church or justified. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So... Let me tell you a little bit more about why this came up and why Terry and I, um, you know, said, you know, what? let's sit down and record on this. And uh, a few weeks ago, we were in a let's just call it a mentorship type setting where we were with a pretty large group and someone who means so much to us is such a strong mentor in our life, has been for, gosh, probably 14 years now. Um, we look up to this person so much. And this person is just a human, right? They're like, they're just a human. They have human experiences, but they also um, have a lot of influence in, let's just call it the Christian world. So we were listening to a message and part of a group um, where we were being mentored. And the message was all about how we can have a humble servant mindset and so some of the scripture that we were studying that day was philippians 2 3 through philippians really 2 6 but i'm going to go ahead and just read that for you right now just so we can tee it up to, to to tell you what we were learning about that day so let's just start with philippians 2 3. uh don't be selfish but try uh don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, he took the humble position of a slave, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross." Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and give him the name above all other names, Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Heck yes. Yep. Woo! So good. Um, but obviously, this scripture and this discussion that we got to be part of, or that learning situation that we got to be part of that day really evolved around how can we show up as humble servants in our life uh, with others? How can we be a humble servant to God? And so as this kind of learning environment, the messages that were being unfolded by this incredible leader that we really look up to, um, he started to tell a story, you know, about obviously Jesus, the way Jesus led, the way Jesus showed up, the way he um, was obviously so humble in his life as Terry was mentioning, all those things are so matter of fact and clear, right? Um, but then he started to tell a story that I think he thought was um, was kind of giving the analogy of like, hey, it's really important that you show up in life as a humble human being. So he started to go down a path where he started to tell a story of what it was like to be raised in a home um, where he had five, I think, brothers and sisters. Um, his mom had six kids I think in seven years or something. So very close together, you know, sounds like she was the most incredible woman ever. His dad was a police officer. And um, that's the thing when we have these conversations that you guys always have to remember that we always honor our parents in everything that we do. Just because we're discussing and, you know, you're going to hear Terry and I be like, yeah, that's not the way we do things anymore. That does not mean we're disrespecting the past generation. We honor them. They had a certain set of tools that they had at that time. And now we have a different set of tools. So back to the story. So he's telling the story about how... um, you know, in his house, back in back in my day, there was a lot of back in my day references. Back in my day, if you even thought about essentially being non-humble, if you even thought about challenging authority, so the, the message was, you. if you even thought about it, you didn't even need to speak, but if you even thought about it, you would be smacked upside the head. And there was laughter in the audience with the group that we were studying with. And um, Terry and I immediately were like super uncomfortable. I could tell we just looked at each other like, oh, no, Let, like, no, 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 let's not go down this path. In the same conversation that we're having about how to be a humble servant with a lowliness of mind, like with the heart and mind of Jesus, like, no, 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 let's not go here. And then we did. So the conversation evolved and there was laughter around being smacked upside the head if you even think about challenging authority or if you even think about not being humble in air quotes. And then it went rolled into a second story around. Also, just to be clear, back in my day, and I'm trying to really give respect to this story because this is not like by me resharing the story, you guys. It is not a way to come down on this incredible mentor. It's just um, a way for me to show up to the table and say, "Hey, guys, let me present to you a different way of seeing this story. That isn't about glorifying the story. This isn't about." making others feel like this is what they have to do in order to raise humble children. It's just a retelling of the story, and then we're going to have a conversation around it. There, this is not to disrespect the story or the experiences of this incredible person that we love. So he said, um, as he went on, he said, here's another example of how like things were done back in my day. And he went on to say, now, um, there was a time when we went to the grocery store, He said, it was the only time my father ever went to the grocery store with us in our entire life. Things have changed, right? So he's telling the story. He says, never, ever before, never again. But this one day he went to the grocery store with us and um, there was a child who was talking back to his parents. And then he went on to say, and this was the part that I really wanted to make sure I record on to, to give you guys a different thought process on. He said, you know, those people. Those people who have the kids in the grocery store that are throwing a fit, and they're just letting those kids be without, like, essentially, again, not his exact words, but without putting them in their place, and, like, but it was a very heavy tone of, like, you know those people. And then he went on to say, well, one day, we were in the grocery store, and, um, there was a child talking back to his parents. And my dad was with Miss, yes, again, police officer N- Queens, New York was like, "Oh my gosh, he became so uncomfortable with another child talking back to his parents that he just started whooping one of his kids." And again, the 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 audience is breaking out into laughter. It's like it's like this comedic story of how like you knew From a very early age that you like would get a whooping, or you would get smacked upside the head if you even thought about challenging authority. And then this story went on to say that it was it was a day where his children had not even done anything, but he was so uncomfortable with the conflict that was happening that he immediately went into whooping his own child in the grocery store. And this story was told in this very like normalizing, glorifying tone. And then in the next breath we were back to talking about how we can show up and be humble servants in our lives. So it kind of what ha- what I think caused Terry and I to be like gosh, we're really confused by this message was that we kept flip-flopping between how to be a humble servant, show up whether it's your neighbors or your friends or your husband or your wife or whatever, and have this lowliness of mind that Christ so beautifully demonstrated and called us to do and then in the same same breath talking about how it's totally okay to smack a child upside the head basically from a state of pride and ego and that's what causes people to become humble but in our humble opinion we believe that Jesus invites us into submission Jesus does not force us into submission so Terry were Terry and I were just like dang, we were like, this doesn't, this, this doesn't sit well with us. It's not okay. And I wanted to make sure I encourage you guys that, yes, that those are messages that are put out into the world. And especially when they're in like big environments or like put out by people that you truly respect, you can hear those messages and also be rooted in your own walk with Jesus. And it does not have to be the same as people around you you have to be in relationship with the Lord and you it like makes me want to cry because it's like just don't do things because other people normalize it I cannot tell you how many times in my bonfire membership program I have parents who come to the table and say I'm trying so hard to be humble with my kids and teach them through effective high integrity leadership which by the way Holy smokes, the results these families are having from the work that they learn through positive parenting curriculum that we teach here at Fresh Start Family, that I believe is a gift from God, is nothing short of miraculous. Like these parents from all over the world are raising children who listen well, cooperate great, who are able to be confident and have a voice in the world, and are doing it in ways that do not include fear and force. And bribery and rewards and forcing and humiliation and hurt. And those families I look up to so much because I know they are such an outcast. Like we are those of you who follow this podcast and you parent your kids in this way, you probably feel that. Like you probably you might have good friends or extended family or pastors. Or teachers or principals at school that are like, what are you doing? Why don't you just take your kids in the alley and smack them or whoop them upside the head? And that will teach them to be a humble servant and to respect your authority. And I'm here to encourage you that it's actually not truth. So that is the story. I'm going to take a breath, take a take a sip of my water here. Terry, um, if you have thoughts to kind of tee us up to the next thing, we're going to kind of move in to talk about how like I think the normalizing and the glorifying of it is I think just maybe one part that I want to start with is because there's a lot that happened back in the day that I I don't think we should be glorifying you can tell we can tell stories like we can share stories we can honor our parents and tell stories but the glorifying of it and like it just doesn't sit quite well with me, and I have some examples here of of what that looks like as far as like the back in my day things that used to happen in this world that we don't we don't do anymore.
1: So yeah, so this this example is just one example that we've felt, seen, and experienced within um, the church world many times. This isn't an isolated incident either. Mm. So I think. Um, and we've also learned from our mentors and even this particular mentor that it's okay to disagree with other mm-hmm. people as long as you do it from a place to where you still realize that you are standing on the common rock and yes, the, the yeah. common bond that we have in this faith. But what we're doing is is we're calling out what we see as a blind spot, not only within you know certain individuals, but... It seems to be a large cross section of the church community in this idea that Jesus somehow advocated and endorsed this position within parenting within the home that you be humble, but also
0: but not with your kids.
1: But also use fear and force and inflict pain um, from an early age. As much as you deem possible, and f- sleep good at night because that's part of my message. We're here to say, we we don't we, we're not we're, we're not reading that we're not feeling that, and it makes us feel very uncomfortable when there's this. Well, you just do it that way. That's that's the way. That's that's the way it's done. Mm-hmm. And here we are saying, okay, hey, if that was your experience within your home, and that was a back in the day thing. Um, not taken away from anybody else's experience, not disrespecting anybody else's parents, not disrespecting our own parents. Mm -hmm. We're here to say, we don't think that that is intertwined in Jesus's message. And if you didn't have to do that, and there was a way to actually honor God, have a wonderful relationship with both God and your kids and navigate through this world, and sometimes it's a little messy, but yet you can actually do it in a way that is actually so in line with the heart of Jesus, wouldn't you do it that way?
0: Yeah. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited.
1: So yeah. we're, just, we're just trying to just peel back the onion a little bit and also just raise our hands on this blind spot of normalizing this way of doing things that seems so in contrast to the message, especially this one. I mean, this yeah, one this in particular one was, was, was <laughs> you know, the subject of being a humble servant. But then when it comes to your kids... That it's okay and actually normal to force humbleness through fear, force, and pain. Yeah. And we're saying that doesn't seem right at all.
0: Mm -mm. Yeah. It doesn't seem in line, right? Like, I I try to even encourage us to take a break from right and wrong, right? It's more like, is that really in line with our calling to follow Jesus and I know there's so much confusion around this you guys so many people I get multiple emails and messages a week because I am one of the few positive parenting educators that also is a woman as a you know woman of faith I get a lot of messages from people that are like can you help me um, how do I respond to the families who are like no it's all about spare the rods for the child I'm how do I respond to that There's so much like questions and confusion around that, right? As far as the Old Testament goes when it comes to that. And I will tell you that there are so many people on the front lines doing this work to help Christians understand how to understand scripture from Old Testament, what it, you know, my, my friends um, at Connected Families, full-blown, 100% Christian positive parenting ministry. They are on the front lines. I cannot even tell you how incredible they are. They have so many highly affordable programs for families of Christian faith who are looking to actually have that humble servant mindset, be firm, kind, effective leaders in their home who honors God and do it in a way that does not involve hurting, humiliating, disrespecting their kids. So there's so many resources out there for you today. And I know you ha- You guys might have a lot of questions, but just know this is just one of many, many conversations that we'll have about it. We want to be an organization and people who don't shy away from it, but actually bring the conversations to the table with an expectation of respect, respectfulness, being part of this conversation So, um, so yeah, so when, when we look at like the back in the day talks, I want us to remember that there was a lot that was done back in the day that, that again, we should, you know, I don't believe we should be glorifying. So back in the day, we used like uh, slaves, my extended family, I have a book sitting on my thing right here with my family history, my extended family owned slaves back in the day. We own slaves. Back in the day, we used to um, smoke inside of airplanes. Back in the day, we used to smoke inside of homes. I was raised in a home with secondhand smoke for 18 years of my life. One of my greatest mentors actually in this space, her name is L.R. Nost. If you guys have ever heard me reference her book, Jesus the Gentle Parent, I love her so much. She's one of my strongest mentors in the world. It literally is the worst thing ever. She's battling... Stage four really awful lung cancer also grew up in a home with secondhand smokes. Who knows, right? Like who knows if it causes, if it doesn't. But the point is, is we don't do that anymore. Most people don't, right? Like if you are, stop. (laughs) If you are smoking in the home with kids, stop. Um, Back in the day, we used to not have seatbelts. Like I used to ride to the beach three and a half hours in a back of a pickup truck,
1: like the open part of the back pickup truck.
0: We did have a shell, Terry. We did have oh, you a, had shell. a shell. With a carpet. Oh, dish. so you could
1: just <laughs> rattle around in there. Okay. But
0: obviously, you guys, yeah. if there was an accident, I would have been toast, right? Like back in the day we did not have seat belts. Like there are like it, there's so much, you guys, like when you whenever you hear someone say back in the day and glorifying something and then there's like laughter around it, just remember, it is it is <laughs> Don't think of it as like justifying what you should be doing today. Just when, when you hear people say, well, back in my day, kids used to not question authority. That's because there was such a high level of fear and force and humiliation and disrespect of small human beings back in the day. I'm just halfway through Maya Angelou's Why the Cage Bird Sings book and it's gnarly to read her upbringing. Like she was whooped. She had to pick out her own branches from the backyard she was whooped so many times because like one time she would come home and she said "And this is Maya Angelou you guys can you imagine what an angel this kid was like but you hear about the upbringing she was up she was brought up in the south one time she came home and her and her brother had had this like great day I forget she was with like this woman that used to mentor her and I think she was like nine or something and she came home one day and she said the word Don't quote me if you know this word, please. Like it's something similar, but it was something like therefore. I think it was the like a word therefore. All of her mother, all of a sudden, her mother turned into rage, and she said, "You go back in the backyard. You get a stick. You're gonna get a whooping." And it was something a word that like was used in the Bible that she associated with disrespecting the Lord. And so her and her brother had to line up, pull down their pants. Like, I can't even imagine the the level of humiliation and pain. And Maya Angelou, like, writes about the level of pain and humiliation this would cause and the amount of whoopings she got. Like, this was, this was, like, so prevalent. Like, this was the way things were done, just like we used to own slaves. Like it's just factual. It's the way it used to be back in the day. And it does not mean that that means you should also make your kids go pick out a, a, a rod from the backyard so you can humiliate them and hit them. You know what I mean? So just be careful when you, full of care, when you hear that word come out of someone's mouth, especially if they're looking at you and judging you for being patient and compassionate and respectful of your small human beings who are just trying to figure out how to do this thing called life. If you are being chastised for being compassionate and patient, like, oh my Lord, how dare you be compassionate and patient of young children? If you are getting those stories, just Hear my voice, like I'm with you. You're not alone. I know it hurts, but it doesn't mean it has to be your truth that you then translate into modern day.
1: Yeah, and any of these, you know, stories. It's like you know, sometimes like commiserating with with other people who maybe had a similar upbringing. Whether it's you know the story of you with your, um, you know, riding in the back of the truck, or um, you know. You know, the, the you know, people who grew up in a household were, you know, oh, gosh, yeah, you know, we had the paddle. And, you know, you I do hear, you know, people commiserate with one another and sometimes laugh about it and things like that. And I think that's a way just to maybe, you know, it makes you feel a little bit better that you weren't alone in your own experience. But the, the issue that we are bringing up today is this. Using those stories as a way to then justify and teach what God's message is through scripture and a way to normalize it to where it perpetuates this type of um, mindset within parenting. Yeah. That's that's the issue. The issue is not telling the stories. Yeah. Please yeah. share your story, share your your experience.
0: But I, don't use it to justify hurting a child and then say it's in God's name that that's the way you teach people to be humble. This,
1: this is this is where we're at. This is where we're saying this is a blind spot in, in a super, I mean, it's something that we're so passionate about and something that we're not, this is not new to us. You know, this is something that didn't just come up this week and we decided to figure out where our stance was and 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 where the Bible, you know, stands on it and where history is and what the heart of Jesus is. I mean, this is something that has been on our hearts, in our minds, in our research, in our talks for a long, long time now. It just came to a point where it was like, okay, yeah, it's time to talk on this subject. And um, here we are.
0: Yeah, well, and here's the thing, you guys, too, that I always loved. Um, L.R. Nose talks about this in Jesus the Gentle Parent book. Um, Grace, which is the undeserving, you know, blessing from God, essentially. Totally undeserving. None of us deserve it. None of us deserve it. It's either sufficient for all or it's sufficient for none. There is no, like, it's sufficient for everybody except for your kids. If they roll your eyes or get disrespectful with you when they're six years old, you just smack them. Not grace for them. Like, it's, in my opinion, it is, that is not factual truth about how grace works, right? So, and one more thing I want to tell you guys about the back in the day story is, as Terry said, it's not the telling the stories, it's a problem. Let me give you an example. So there's been times when my kids have begged me to ride, like have an extra kid or two in our Sequoia because it would be fun to like pack all the kids into one car to go to a birthday party. Now, Terry and I, like we're safety, I'm a safety freak. Like, I'm just like, I don't want anything to happen to my kids, seat belts are for a reason, blah, blah, blah. Back, but I could be like, back in my day, I used to ride to the, the beach in a back of a truck, and I'm fine. Like, back in my day, everything's fine. And then be like, you know, fine, just let them ride in the middle. It's no big deal. And it would be a way to, like, justify and make myself feel better for letting my kids ride without seatbelts to the bowling alley 20 miles away or something, knowing that if they get into a car accident, there's a good way higher chance that one of them will die, right? Like, but that story... It's just a story from my past. I am not okay using it to glorify or justify doing something that is clearly not in line with who I am as a person. So I just want to make sure I give you that example. It's like, tell the stories. They're factual about what it is, but don't use them to justify an act that could hurt somebody or, you know, all that stuff. So, all right. What else did we want to share with you guys today? Um... So essentially, you guys, if we are looking to God's example with his son and his grace, this story just represents how a family being uncomfortable witnessing a child speaking up to a parent and their reaction to whoop or hit their own kids becomes, because they are so uncomfortable with it, Again, we just feel like that normalizes the idea that fear and force is greater than grace, patience, self-control, mutual respect, essentially all the fruits of the Spirit. So I wanted to give you guys just an example because I know a lot of you, maybe if you're not in our programs yet, you're like, but what does it actually look like? Like, How do you actually teach a child to be res- to respect authority, to actually move towards submission to the Lord? All these things, like, how do you do that? Because it sure feels like for people, it's either like, you're either gnarly, like super, uh, you know, authoritative, my way or the highway, fear of force, or you're super permissive. I think so many people get it wrong. But let me just set this up for you guys so you can see what we believe would be a true example of having a humble servant's heart in this type of parenting situation. Um, And before I do that, I want to read you two two just kind of quotes that'll give you an example of what we're talking about and why we want to change this up. So um, here's one. This is from Jessica Martin Weber. She's with Flourishing Home and Families. It doesn't make sense that adults lose control about children losing control and then expect children to be able to control themselves when the adult in front of them can't even control themselves. Here's another one. Um, by, again, our dear friends at Connected Families, Jim Jackson. Jim and Lynn have been on our our podcast many times. Jim says, just because your child is behaving right doesn't mean that it's true obedience. Compliance is not the same thing as obedience. Again, just thoughts to ponder. But back to the situation. If you're in a grocery store, let's just say that the first situation where it's like you can see your kid is starting to, not even the grocery store, back to the first one, the stories that were told of like, hey, back in my day, if you even thought about challenging authority, you were smacked upside the head. So as parents right now who want to honor the Lord and raise children who are respectful, kind, and ha- practice mutual respect, offer grace to our children, all these things, have self-control, self-regulations, patience, compassion, how does that look? So you're say you're with a kid. And you see that they're like, start, you can feel it, right? You can feel that they're starting to like, maybe they're going to challenge what you've said, whether you've said, put on your shoes, get in the car, sit down for the dinner table, keep your hands to yourself, whatever it is. We believe that the way to honor God and to have a lowliness state of mind, which again, Here's three examples that we actually learned by our, our incredible mentor that day was how we can have a God-honoring mindset, a God-dependent mindset, and a God-grateful mindset. It would look like this. We practice a pause button here at Fresh Start Family, where you put your hand, instead of reacting like a volcano, don't you dare talk to me like that. If you even think about talking back, you will get smacked upside the head. Can you feel how that is the opposite of a servant's mindset? Can you feel that? Can you feel that, Terry?
1: Yeah, I think it's a false sense of of in control.
0: Okay, so instead of that, we encourage families take first and foremost, acknowledge that your own pride and ego and self-righteousness and assumption that your child is out to get us. First off, we learn through the work that we teach, through the trusted psychology that remember, I always believe that God gifted us with. Medicine. He gifted us with psychology to help us understand how our minds work, what makes human beings actually behave the way they do. Thank God for psychologists who explain this to us. But we believe, first and foremost, in assuming the integrity in our children. They're not out to get us, they're just trying to figure out how to do this thing called life. So they're trying to figure out how to feel powerful. That is a God given need. All human beings have a need to feel powerful. They have a need to belong so they don't feel like an alien in families. They have a need to feel valuable. They have a need to feel unconditionally loved, not just when they're good, but always when they make mistakes because that's how God loves us, you guys. God doesn't just love us when we're like perfectly aligned and we never say anything bad about any, anyone and we never think bad thoughts. Like God loves us all the time. There is unconditional love present with Jesus. But we believe in that moment when you're triggered and you're like, oh my gosh, I can see that my, the, the gear is in my kid's head. He's about to talk back. He's about to, you put your hand on your heart. You take a deep breath. You find a healthy intention. That intention, which we clearly is so beautiful here, is to have one of them could be to have a God honoring mindset. God, help me to honor you in my response right now. Help me to be humble. Help me to be a teacher of my child right now. These are all examples of healthy intentions. Unhealthy intentions that we often go to as parents, and especially unfortunately as Christian parents, you know, is like to make sure they know who's boss to make sure they do not get away with bloody murder, to make sure that they never question authority, to make sure that they have instant obedience, all of these things I would encourage you to look at as unhealthy intentions that you can take a break from. So the first step is you put your hand on your heart, you take a deep breath, you pull in oxygen to your heart and your mind and your lungs and you actually think for a second. You pray for a second. You go to the Lord and say, God, strengthen me here. Through my relationship with you, Jesus, again, this can take literally 37 seconds. You can say, Bless me with the fruits of your spirit right now. Bless me with patience, compassion, self control, self regulation, all these things. And then you move forward with a connection based strategy, which is like, Hey, I can see you're having a hard time right now following mama's rules. I can see that you really want to keep stay here and keep playing. I can see that you're angry with your sister. I know you're not an alien. It's okay. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel mad. And I'm not okay with you rolling your eyes or saying disrespectful something to me. So we're all going to take a calming break. We're all going to calm down. We're going to come back together and we're going to try this again. That would be just one simple example of how you, instead of smacking your kid upside the head, you slow down and operate from a God-honoring, a God-dependent, and a God-grateful mindset. God, thank you for these children. Thank you for the opportunity to grow my own patient skills by the little human being you have put in front of me. There's a book called The Little Soul in the Sun, you guys. I can't recommend it enough. It actually, it's like, it's not gonna, it's for adults and kids, I swear. But it, t- it teaches us that often, like we can't grow the skill of patience or compassion if we never are presented with someone who bugs the heck out of us, who pushes our buttons. Like, you're just not going to develop patience and compassion until you are presented with someone who tests you. Same thing with forgiveness. You will never, ever be able to learn how to actually forgive if you don't have someone who makes a mistake. Like, we, we learned through that book that often those people, I believe those small children, They are angels in our lives that present us with the opportunity to develop these skill sets that actually honor the Lord in a true way. Does that make sense? Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm of a lot easier. Okay. So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. Firststartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. So what are your thoughts on that, Terry? And then I'm going to give everybody a redo for what the grocery store scenario would look like. So you guys feel confident having an alternative, right? Like I never want to leave you with like, stop doing that. Don't buy into that. I want to leave you with like, hey, here's an alternative that you can still be a God honoring Christ centered family and also operate with firm kindness, not permissiveness and not hurt and humiliate your children, especially in the name of God.
1: Yeah, I, um, I know people have been debating uh, God's word uh, since the beginning of time. And so whenever I find myself in like, a, um, you know, not, not sure, you know, what this means or um, what I'm, what I'm to learn from this, this scripture, I was just, or application to life. It's the, what would Jesus do? So looking at his example um, being put on this earth to be God in human form What did I learn through the context of this um, this scripture in Philippians and uh, and applying it to being a parent? Um, Being a humble servant, he came, he was born in a manger, he had nothing, he was patient, he was inclusive, he loved He loved even to the point where even what you would consider his enemies, I mean, literally not only tested his patience, but physically and mentally broke him down and he did not use violence. He was not quick to anger. He stayed focused on what his mission was, was to show the heart of God and fulfill his purpose. And that was pure love. And it, he remained in integrity with himself. And even when people around him, you know, chose to go a different route. Like
0: the devil. The uh, devil like, literally so, was in his face.
1: Yeah. He, he still remained calm and remained true to who he is. And I think that's, you know, when I'm thinking about who I want to be as a dad and what would Jesus do. And I look at, you know, scenarios in life where you're really pushed and tested and and eyeballs are watching you in public. And there's this voice that's in your ear that's just like, get control no matter what you have to do. Show them you're strong. Overpower them. Whether it be your children, whether it be some person that's challenging you. What would Jesus do? When they came for him and... His disciples, you know, raised up and, you know, uh, a guard got his ear cut off. He he grabbed that ear, put it back on and said, but basically said, there's 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 no room for violence here. It's not a part. It, it's, you know, this idea that that we're just going to battle our kids and our our neighbors and all this stuff. That's not the message. It's it's look at what would Jesus do? And he stayed true to who he was remained calm and acted from a place that was always just pure and full of love. And it's not always comfortable. Look at him. He would, I would say he was more uncomfortable than he was comfortable during his time here. And I think that was to show us that you can do it. You can do it.
0: Well, what's so interesting. And again, what I think is the blind spot is that I believe like most most people who are tr- like trying to honor Jesus and live a life that is Christ-centered we we all get it with like neighbors and coworkers and friends and even like again like if you're if you're truly living life in a way that honors Christ like all types of people but children children are a different story right. and it's such an interesting thing to me because Why in the world do we think that they're so different? Like, it's so, like, they are, you know, when it's like we're called to love our enemies, sometimes our children are our enemies. Like, when your child has said I hate you or thrown something or punched a hole in a wall, like, they can feel like our enemies, right? Like, or our neighbors, like, love your neighbor. Like, why are children different? Like, it's just a blind spot. Like, they, they don't... And, and what's sad and what's disturbing to me is that it's because they are so powerless compared to us. And in a week, in the same week that we had the Derek Chauvin trial come to an end, and we're all like trying to listen to our brothers and sisters who have black and brown skin of like, man, like, what is going on here? Like, why are we having such an issue with police brutality? Like, again, I believe that anywhere we can see that a certain class or a certain race of people is thinking that they can overpower and use fear and force to intimidate and hurt another section of human mankind, if it shows up in one place, it's going to show up in a lot more places And I just believe that one of the root causes of like so much of the trouble we're having in our world is the way we approach children and the way we glorify that be kind and compassionate and forgiving of everybody else. But when it comes to your kids, just smack them upside the head, make sure they respect you, because that's how you create humble, God fearing humans. And I'm like, holy smokes, you guys. We got to slow down. We got to reevaluate this. We got to come together and rise up and be strong enough to choose a different path. And that's what I'm inviting us to do.
1: Totally. And and again, looking at the heart of God and, and the heart of Jesus, what's your intention? Is your, in, is your intention to connect or just to try to correct in the moment? And, you know, we've made the choice. we're here to connect. We're here to connect with God. We're here to connect with our kids. We're here to connect with our neighbors. We're here to connect with people that look like us and don't look like us. And so if you're one of those people that also is saying that that's your intention, that's where we're at. And this doesn't, you know, again, this doesn't negate anybody's experience um, you know, we're not talking bad about anybody's parents or a- anybody at all, but as, as a way to propel us forward as, um, you know, parent 2.0 and super strong in our faith, we just want to clean it up. We want to raise awareness and shine a light on blind spots that I think are really um, perpetuating a lot of pain in this world.
0: And unfortunately, I would say that drive people away from actually getting to know God because that's true. Too. They see it like if if I, we have so many friends that I feel like if they even if they sniff any type anything of hypocrisy, they are like, I am never going to join you to church. <laughs> like, I don't know. We just have a lot of strong willed, awesome friends and family who are like, They're just not into hypocrisy. So like another element of this beautiful, like this, our beautiful, incredible mentor, one of the things he was teaching us that day was about the law of non-contradiction. So it's like the idea that like, if you say you're an apple, if like if an apple's an apple, you can't be an apple and an orange at the same time. So if you bite into an apple, it's always going to be of high integrity. You're never going to bite into an apple and get an orange. And so this interweaved in this message that day was like, hey, let's be humble servants everywhere we go in life. Like, that's how you operate with a God-honoring, lowly state of mind that basically we are like nothing. We are (laughs) trying to... What was that sermon we had at church last time? It was... um. It was the last sermon we did. It was something of like, we are nothing. We are lowliness. Yeah, we are was the one I,
1: right before it. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. forget
0: the name of it, but it was so cool because it just reminded us, like, just be humble. Humility is a superpower, I believe. Teresa, Mother Teresa, really taught us that. It's like it really is a superpower. It is a strength to be humble. Anyhow, okay. So back to we're going to wrap up this podcast episode with. So let's um,
1: redo this scenario. Yeah, we're going to redo what, it. What would um, humble service look like in that, in that scenario.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, let's get back to the grocery store and you have, um, you know, let's just say a dad who is, you know, maybe a lot of his life has fear and force and super authoritative things going on. Right. Maybe he was raised like that. Maybe his career has that a lot going on. Um, and, He has been leaning in to a relationship with the Lord to look at all of the areas that he's not showing up in a humble way, where he is assuming disintegrity in people, where he, his pride and his ego are actually rising up and taking control of him and causing him to do things that actually don't honor Jesus. This person, like this is the redo, right? This is part of it is like this person, this father is actually... Getting supported, he's actually maybe going and having pastoral sessions. He's maybe found an incredible life coach that is helping him to see the areas where he has rage, where he has anger that comes out by physically hurting people he loves. Like he loves, maybe he um, actually books a therapist appointment. But he's he's unpacking his own things, these cobwebs, so to speak, that have that have hardened his heart, basically, so to speak. So that's part of it. Is this this dad is like, man. This is a lot. I'm raising six kids, and I'm committed to honoring God and raising my kids. And I know that right now I'm showing, uh, showing up in a way that mostly is just relying on fear and force to intimidate them into submission. I want to teach my kids what true obedience looks like. And I'm going to do that through modeling true obedience and humbleness towards the Lord. So that day in the grocery store, let's say he witnesses that other little kid throwing a tantrum, having a fit. And right away, he feels the feelings coming up of like, oh my gosh, this is what's wrong with the world. These children these days, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let my kids ever become these monstrous brats. And right in that moment, he listens to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit fills him with like, you're okay. I'm with you. Everything's okay. Listen to me. Don't Go to your pride and ego. Don't listen to the enemy. Listen to me. He remembers what he learned. He he puts his hand on his heart. He takes a deep breath. And then he says, in his his desire to be firm and kind with these children and to show them what he's passionate about, he says, guys, we're going to put this cart to the side right now. We will be back. Wifey, I love you. We need to go out into the parking lot and we need to have a conversation because I am feeling so strongly about this right now that I want to talk to you guys and I want to tell you how I'm feeling. I don't want to go outside, Dad. I I can see you don't want to go outside, and we are going outside. Everybody, drop your things. We will be back for this cart, person. Thank you for watching it. I promise we're good for it. We'll be right back. Ten minutes, they go to the car. I want you guys to understand, I saw that little boy having problems. Right now, we're going to stop as a family, and we're going to pray for that family. Dear God, please give that family strength and the ability to work with their son, to teach their son how to respect them. With humility and grace and integrity. Dear Holy Spirit, fill that family with healing right now. Whatever is causing that little boy to go through that right now. I pray that you give him self-control. I pray that you, you bless him with self-regulation. I pray that you allow his parents to teach him what that emotion looks like as he's processing it. I pray that you give his parents the ability to stay firm with their rules to so that they're not gonna buy the cookies or the candy at the checkout aisle. And Detach from what other people's judgments might be right now. I pray that you you bless that family. Kids, I want you to know that I respect you when you have differences of opinions, and I always want to be honoring of the Lord and teaching you at the same time. So if you have a difference of opinion with me, we are always able to go talk about it, and I am not okay with you ever screaming at me in the grocery store. So if we have a problem, if you need to discuss something with me, I know that you are a human being, you are growing up, you are a human soul, you are going to have moments of imperfection, we can always come outside to the car, we can sit down and talk, we can talk when we get home, and I am not okay with you screaming at me or your mother ever in the grocery store. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions? Like that's, I'm just giving you guys an example of what firm kind authority looks like. It's humility. Let's lift that other family up instead of assuming that they are like just tyrants, that they are these idiot parents who have no control of their children. Let's actually pray for them. Let's extend extend a hand over them and a smile that says, hey, I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like to raise a toddler who might have skipped his nap today. And hey, you're doing a great job, parent. God bless you. Can I pray for you? And also tell your kids in a firm, kind way, I am not okay with you ever speaking to your mother like that. So we're going to practice right now. What does it look like? If you want to say, Mom, I don't understand this rule, or I really want to have this cookie right now. However, we will always immediately leave a situation, whether it's a party or, you know, you're picking out your birthday present, whatever it may be. There will be firm, swift consequences should we not be respecting one another in this home. Does everyone understand?
1: Yes. And what this leaves to that a lot of parents just want to know, and I think the back in the day mentality will have you think, is that, well, does it work? Will that work? Because the, the whoop upside the head sure seemed to work. Well, it didn't work to connect with the kids. It was not, it's not a connection tool. We're not saying that by having this conversation with your kids, that they'll never raise their voice at you. But when and if they do do that and decide to do that in the grocery store, you've started the conversation with them. They know where you stand on it. And you can go and have Another conversation with them, to connect with them, to let them know again, remind them again how you feel, what the the natural consequences are of you know, by doing this, you know, we don't get to get your cereal. We don't get to Yeah. We don't get to get all the things that we love to eat and love to do, and we're gonna have to try this again tomorrow.
0: And it's gonna be in place of going to the park. We're now, instead of going to the park tomorrow, instead of going to that birthday party or whatever it is, we now have to go back to the grocery store and get our cart, and this time we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it in a way that's respectful. I believe in you. You got this. You are strong. You are capable. You are a Christ-honoring child of God, and I believe in you, and I love you no matter what.
1: And it's from a place of, of patience. I mean, life is practice. You know, that's why... Um, this message of God's grace is wrapped all over this. It's like, you may get it wrong day after day and try again and try again. And God's sitting there saying, I'm here, I'm here. You got this. You got this today. I'm here. Let's connect. Let me coach you on this. Dive into the word. Try this, try that. And you still may fall down. Your kids still may fall down. But you can be there to connect with them and to help lift them back up so that you can do this thing called life together. Or you can hope that fear, force, and pain will give you some sort of connection and lasting effect in the name of God on your kids. And we're here to just say, you've got another choice. You're at choice as a parent. Yeah, there's no um, there's no organization or group that should tell you otherwise that you have to do it the other way in order for it to be in line with Jesus.
0: Yes. And do a
1: good parent from a from a place of what would Jesus do? You're going to end up with a lot more patience and love and humility and yeah, the reality of some days are going to suck, suck. <laughs> but they're going to suck the other way too. You yeah. can't, you can't whoop the suck out of parenthood some days. You yeah. just can't.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and just for the last Enderbender, it's like, I know so many families are like, man, does it work though? Right. And like that, just so you guys know, that's what we do here at Fresh Start Family, like, this, I don't even, like, this is not about selling our programs at all. However, I want you to know that we now, with our Bonfire membership program, that is actually, like, we actually give parents the how-to, right? Like, like, this is where an intensive level of coaching happens with the community of like-minded families from all over the world, and also our staff of Positive Parenting Coaches, our weekly coaching sessions with myself. I'm just here to, to, Spread the message, right? I'm just a conduit of light. This work is not about me. However, I will tell you that we are now at our document of success stories that we've been gathering for two years now is 528 pages long, you guys. This And it's not like Johnny put his shoes on today. These are like stories that are like, oh my gosh. My kid has never apologized on his own before. And after practicing this for the last four months, after removing fear and force, after actually mentoring my child and practicing patient and compassion and logical consequences and firm kindness, like my child now is taking responsibility, is coming up to me and saying, hey mom, this was my fault how can I make this up to you? Like, I, I want to build this calming spot in my room. So the next time I feel like I might get out of control, I go over there and I grab my whatever, my toys or my 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 little Bible or whatever it is. I want to do that because you've shown me. Like, th- I can't even tell you how many stories of success there are that are like parents breaking painful generational cycles of intimidation, overpowering, and fear and force. And they're stepping in courageously to doing it a way. And it's magic. It's mad. Literally like their minds are exploding when they see their children learning life skills because they've taught them with integrity instead of forced the lesson into them. And it's, it's just such an honor to be able to do that. So and if you guys have questions, it's yeah.
1: beautiful. It's, and, and this ranges from, you know, believers all the way up to pastors and their family. Yeah. This is, like, literally taking... We've had so many
0: pastors go through our program. We've
1: had pastors, and it's... um...
0: And this group is not like this group is for everybody you guys. Again, this is not like I don't even want to bring sales into this, but I'm, I'm this is not about sales. This is just about making sure you guys understand. This is a group for everybody. Like it's not a you know, you don't have to believe in the Lord to be part of our Bonfire membership program. I just making. I'm just trying to make sure you understand that we have a support system for you if you're like, "Yes, God is calling me to learn more and to step into this." And we just have the support system for you. We have the foundations course. We have the actual coaching and community program so you are never left alone to try to figure out how you actually do this in real life. So just remember that and know that we are here for you. We are 100% available. Um, you know, you can always DM me on Instagram. You can shoot me an email. You can, you get a hold of me. The, all the all the ways to get a hold of me is, is, um, is on our uh, show notes page for this episode. We have a Jesus Guided Parenting program. I just give that away to anybody that becomes a student of our Foundations course, and um, we love you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has just been such an honor to have um, the ability to have a way to discuss this with you guys, so.
1: Thank you guys so much. This is so important to us. We love you, and we hope that you are blessed by it.
0: God bless you guys. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 85. For more information, go to FreshStartFamilyOnline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. instead of respond like the firm